We're just really looking forward to what, hearing what God's put on your heart. Come on, guys. Let's put it together for Aaron. Awesome. You guys are electric. You guys got some uh, V's inside of you, a lot of sugar going on. Loving God. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. We are, we are so honored to be here. We are... Um, we're the worship team from City Point Brisbane, or a select few from the um, City Point Brisbane. My wife and I run the team back home um, under Pastor Mark and Lee Ramsey, my father-in-law, my wife, Becky down here, and uh, her brother Joel, and uh, part of the fam. It's a, it's a fam ordeal, which is cool. We are really stoked to be here with you guys, and man, just after the worship tonight, how you guys just stepped in, God is going to impact some lives tonight, hey. So come on, let's get hungry, let's get ready. I reckon we just get straight into the Word and just really just tap into what God is doing. Hey, so tonight's my message is we are called for this time. Don't you just love that? Come on. You and I, every single one of us, we are called for this time. When I think of that, that, that saying, I, I think of the word called and what, what it means to be called out or chosen. To be picked to do something of importance or significance. To be picked out of the crowd and, and, and pulled out and say, I have called you. I've chosen you. You know, I, I look back um, in my life and I, I think about my brother and I. Come, I come from the States and my brother and I used to play American football almost weekly down at the local park. As we all do when we're kids growing up. And I remember my brother would always be the captain. He's two years older than me. He's always be the captain of the teams. And he, but the th- fact is, he'd always choose me. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the biggest. I was actually a little scrawny little dude, you know, with long blonde hair. Just shaved under all the way up to the top at the time, like a bowl cut. It's like you could have just put a bowl on my head and just shaved all the way around. It was in. Let me tell you. It was in. But my brother would choose me, and it would make me feel really good. Who's been chosen for something, and it makes you feel really, really good? It does. My little boy, we've got a little uh, four-year-old boy back home staying with um, Beck's parents. And uh, when we go out to practice some nights, my little boy says, Daddy, can Mommy please go and you stay home with me? I love that. When my little boy chooses me over my wife. That's rad. That means a lot to a father. Man, that makes me feel really valued, doesn't it? Chosen, being chosen makes you feel a valued, an acceptance, like you're part of a family. It gives you a bit of ownership. Like all of a sudden, within your heart, you have something to add, something to give, a piece to the puzzle to make it complete. Hey, it gives you confidence. It makes you feel like somebody. I'm telling you tonight, every single one of us, God has called us for this time. You're not just sitting in the chairs or in the pews right now warming up those seats or just attending tonight. Come on, you're here because your purpose in God has called you, called you to this time. Like it says in 1 Peter 2.9, this is the King James Version, 1 Peter 2.9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. In the New Living Translation, it says, God's own possession that you should lift high your praises to him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous lights. Out of the darkness. Called you out of the darkness. God has called each and every one of us into royalty. I'm telling you, we are called by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We have been commissioned, appointed, 
God's representatives for this time. But and I, I believe it so wholeheartedly, just like your pastor Dave was saying tonight. There's community, there's neighborhoods, there's people out there broken, hurting, needing you and I to get this. Understand that we're called. Understand that we, if we devote ourselves and give ourselves to this calling in this time, devote ourselves to his cause and to his people, defending the innocent, wrapping our arms around those that are hurting and broken, God is going to impact the nations of this world like we've never seen before. But it's until we understand that and we get that, that we've got to be the answer, you and I. But I had this massive revelation just lately that it's, it's going, God, man, we are so excited about going out there and doing this and, 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 and getting a hold of what you're doing and, and getting around people. But the fact is, in order to be the answer in this world, you have to first know the answer. In order to be the answer, let me tell you, you must know the answer. I remember in my life, um, growing up, I came from a, 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 I absolutely love and adore my family, but my mom, mom and dad were divorced when I was five. Um, my dad's been divorced twice. My mom's been divorced three times in, in the entire my, my life. Um, I came from a family of brokenness, poverty. I came from a family, I, I moved school six times um, from grade one to 12. I, I was, you know, I came from a really uh, a broken background, but I remember God getting a hold of me, and it was, it was, uh, it was at a youth camp when I first had started attending uh, the church over there that Pastor Mark and Lee Ramsey had started back in Denver, Colorado, over in the States in 1995. Um, I, I met them in 1998, and I went to this youth camp, and I remember at this youth camp, I, I was playing the guitar, and I was helping lead the worship that night, and I was over here, just as I was tonight, and I was leading worship, right? Uh, sorry, I wasn't leading worship, I was playing the guitar, and I just remember my, Becky was over on the other side singing, and it was like this moment, you know, you're just leaving worship, but Beck and I at the time, we knew that we liked each other, we had met each other, you know, and I, I, would, I was worshiping God, and I'd just lean over and look over to her, and I'd see her looking back at me, and there was just that connection, you know, just that, 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 that thing going on. And it was like I was just worshiping, I was just loving God, but you know, at the same time, when you have some things for a girl, you know, you're just loving God, but at the same time, you're loving that, you know, and just going, man, this girl is hot, you know, and I love it. But that night, um, as the worship finished, everything came to a close, and the pastor said, everybody sit down, and he said, sit down, but before you sit down, pray with three or four other people. And as we begin to pray, for um, pray together, I just started breaking down in tears uncontrollably. Uncontrollably. I didn't understand what it was. I, I never cried like that in my entire life. I thought crying for, up to that point was for wussies, you know, for, for uh, you know, girls. <laughs> Not for guys. No. But I started, I started weeping. I'm, I'm proud to admit that. A man knows how to weep. But I started weeping. I, I started weeping uncontrollably. And I said, you know what? I, I, can't, I can't stay in this, in this place where we were at. And we were up in the mountains up in Colorado Springs. Um, beautiful place. Just, just like here in Queenstown and places like that here in New Zealand. Absolutely gorgeous. And so I just said, you know what? I said to the pastor, I said, I, I've got to get out of here. Sorry. I've just got to go. I, I don't know why I'm crying like this. So I walked out of this, this auditorium and I walked out. It was kind of like the movies. And I started walking out and it, it was like full of trees. And I started walking out. It was like slow motion, you know, and I'm walking out and I'm just crying. I'm crying. And I walked out and it was like the, the forest opened and the moon started pounding down and just every bit of shadow was just consumed by the moon. And it was looking down. And I fell to my knees that night, hit the ground. And that was the first time I encountered God 
in my life. I knew of him. My parents grew up speaking about him, and, and I had scriptures all over the walls and everything, everything like that. But that was the first time I encountered love. Like it says in 1 John 4.16, God is love. That was the first time in my life God got a hold of me, called me. A, a, a seed was sown of, 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 of value and ownership, and I, was, I felt chosen that night. God started speaking to me and working with me that night as I was, as, as I was, I was, as I was sitting there, and God was just moving inside of me. And I felt this calling upon my life. And God said to me, you know, Aaron, the most natural thing that you were designed to do, you are called not for, to, to be having this ma- massive ministry in life, not to be this ultimate servant. You are called for one purpose in mind, to receive my love and give it away to the world. That's it. To receive the Father's love and give it away. We are created in him as image in the image of love. God is love. Let me ask you this question. Whose image are you walking in right now? Whose image are you walking in right now? For a time, when I was on my knees that, that, that night, I realized that I had been outworking and walking in my life in the image of my father and in the image of my stepfather. Of brokenness, of poverty, of lack, mentality, of low self-esteem. Not very confident in my, in my life. I realized that I was, I was walking in the image that I shouldn't be. So let me ask you that question tonight. What image are you walking in tonight? It should be the image of God's love. God's love relationship. It should be, uh, we, we should be in that place where we're constantly getting filled with the Father's love. Constantly filled with the Father's love. Another question that really hit me that night was, God really hit upon me was, do I believe that I have a need for intimacy in my life? Let me ask you this question. Do you, do you believe you have a need for intimacy? Into me see. Do you believe that you have a need right now for God to, to just open up to God and receive his love? Receive it so that you can be called right now to be that gift of love for someone else. Do you believe you have a need for intimacy in your life? I asked myself that question that night, and I started breaking down. And God says, Aaron, you've got to chase me. You've got to go after me. Because if you don't see that you have a need in your life, a need for this intimacy, you'll never go after it. It's amazing when we say, God, I give you, I need you. I give you my life. Lord, I need you. When you say you need, I need you to someone, you give them power over your life. When you say to Jesus, God, I need you, you're giving him power over your life. And that's sometimes hard to to, to allow our independence and our pride and our brokenness and the walls that we've been built up over time and time again with life coming at us and the things happening around us. It's so hard to let those things down and say, God, I need you. Tonight, we've got to open up and we've got to once again to those places in our heart and say, God, I need you. I need your love constantly flowing into my life so that I can be giving it back, giving it back. Because this is the rad thing, is what happens when you begin to walk in the image of love, in the image in which God has created you to be. What happened when Jesus walked on the earth? 
demons would flee. When we walk in the image in which we are created, like it says in Genesis, it says, all power and authority and dominion is ours. Bay City, I'm telling you, all power, all authority, all dominion on this earth is ours. When we walk in the image of our creator, there's a story of this 17-year-old boy back in the States. His youth group was uh, getting a hold of this. He got the revelation of, uh, of being called for this time and revelation of the image that he was walking in. And he was at a, a local shopping center called Walmart's over there in the States. And he, was, he bought something. He's at the checkouts. And he was just walking through the line, right? And he's walking through the line. And, and, and the cashier lady at the at checkout had a, had a, had a bit of a, a, a broken hand, a bit of a limp hand. And, she, and he just felt God say, pray for her. So he just said, hey, ma'am, can I just, can I just 17-year-old boy, can I pray for your hands? And she looked at him kind of crazy, just, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Handed out the hands. He prayed for it, and instantly she was healed right on the spots. He didn't stop there. He grabbed the mic at the cashier teller. He pulled it aside and says, excuse me, I think God is doing something in aisle seven here today. He wants to heal some people, so if you want to be healed, why don't you come to aisle seven? I really believe God wants to heal someone that's, that hasn't been able to play their guitar for a while and someone that has a, uh, has, a, has a bad hip come to aisle seven. Both of them came, both of them got healed. Someone that's taking ownership and, and, and the revelation of their calling and walking in it. There was a few boys in our church that just decided to go to the local shopping center down the road, to the bus stops, just get around people and love them, talk to them about Jesus. In two hours, they saw 20 people get saved. 20 people received Jesus because someone said, I'm going to walk in the image in which I'm created and just share the love that God has so graciously shared with me. There's a girl, Nicole, here in New Zealand. Last year, was involved with a cricket team. She, um, there was a time of just getting, after the practice ended, they get around in a circle and they talk and they debrief the, the, the practice. They're all, they're all standing there. She, she really felt God in her heart say, step out and I want you to pray for these guys. Some of these guys need to get saved today. So she stepped out into the middle of the circle and she says, excuse me guys, I don't normally do this, but Jesus really wants to um, uh, show you his love today. Can I pray for you? And little by little, one hand after the other went up and they received Jesus that day. When you walk in the image of love in which we are created, all power, all authority, all dominion is ours on this earth. God truly does reign. No circumstance, no mountain, no weapon formed against us will prosper when we are walking in who we are truly called to be. In who we are truly called to be. I mean, we've heard of, uh, you know, revival and miracles, and we've heard of all this, this, but God is doing something on this earth, and it involves you, and it involves me. It involves all of us, the church coming to a place, standing in the gap, and standing, just like that, that message tonight, standing in the image in which we are created, and receiving God's love and giving it away, receiving it and giving it his way, receiving it and giving it away. I'm telling you, church, tonight, you guys are all called for this time. You are all called to be an answer to someone else. To be an answer to someone else. Come on, could you bow your hands with me tonight and close your eyes. Father, tonight, Lord, we open our hearts to you. God, we open our hearts to your calling. We receive, God, this 
love that conquers, the love that overcomes, the love that wipes away fear. Father, we pray that our hearts would be open to receive that tonight and experience it in a brand new way, Father. In Jesus' name. Now, if you're here tonight and you've never experienced the love of God and you're saying, Aaron, tonight, you know, I hear what you're saying. It's really tugging on my heart. But I don't know, Jesus. I want to experience his love tonight. I want to walk with God. If that's you tonight, I want you to put up your hand in this place. Because we want to pray for you. We want to believe for you. We want to stand in the gap and say, and allow Jesus to come and meet you tonight. If that's you, come on, put your hand up tonight. Making this step is a step of boldness. It's a step of faith. Like I said, it's saying, I need you, Lord. I need you. I'm willing to give you power over my life tonight. Come on, if that's you tonight, I just want you to lift your hands. No one's watching. No one's looking. No one's watching. No one's looking. Father, tonight, we just thank you for every heart here, every person here. And I just pray, Lord, from this day forth, God, that they would be called, be called to receive your love and give it away, to be that gift to every person they come in contact with, Father, that they experience you in a brand new way. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor.